0: Board is in session. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century, from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guy, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter, and producer for Decider.com. This week, I am joined by New York comedian, host of 404ing and breaking down the internet, Pat Bayer.
2: Hello. Hi, right, Brett. <laughs>
0: Yeah, how's it going?
2: Good. So the last episode you'll do will be about news radio, and then you'll never do it again? Oh,
0: I wish... That'd be, that would have been a smarter thing, right? If I had gone yeah. in actual chronological order, because, like, news radio, I think it was episode seven. Yeah, yeah well, but, <laughs> but also, like, you can't...
2: You gotta talk about news radio, because it's amazing. Yeah.
0: And also, because when I first was, like, going to do this podcast, all of my friends was like, I gotta do news radio. Yeah. Uh, because in our circles, that's a very popular show.
2: Yes. I mean, it's one of the <laughs> sitcoms I could watch with my dad. Oh, really? Which means, like, a lot to me. Those those shows that appealed, like... We have uh, somewhat of a similar sense. He's a little bit more broad in his comedy than I am. But, like, Co- my dad watched Conan before I did. Like, oh, wow. Because lo- he would wake up, he would fall asleep after work, and then wake up and watch late night shows. And so he loved early Letterman. He loved, like, oh, my desk man. is in the elevator Letterman. Oh. And he loved Conan. And uh, so, like, one of the reasons why I'm a comedian the way I am is because... My early UCB life, all of my teachers were doing bits on Conan, and so my dad knew that I was doing an okay thing.
0: <laughs> That's so great. Because I'd
2: be like, Dad, watch tonight. My teacher, uh, Sean Connery, <laughs> is doing a bit on Conan. And he'd be oh. like, oh, I know that guy. Okay. Okay.
0: That's so awesome. What yeah. a cool dad. Yeah, it's pretty
2: good. We watched the first season of the UCB, uh, their sketch show together. Jeez. Yeah, I watched Ass Pennies with my dad. It's <laughs> such a fun,
0: stupid thing. I don't like news radio Is a very... My parents didn't watch news radio. No. Like, you know, my parents... We watched Friends together. Yeah. Which is also great, but like... Yeah, are different. It's different. I mean, they're
2: different kinds of shows. Yeah. And especially like the... A smart situational comedy. Uh, like, we watched... I I don't know if this episode would count as... Uh, one of my favorites of the show, but the, the show we watched like is yeah. a great situational comedy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and your, your show, 404ing and it Breaking Down the Internet, I, was, I wondered if anyone has ever done a bit about sitcoms. Um, no. Or has
2: anyone not, ever done like Not anything? particularly. So 404ing and it is a celebration of the best parts of the Internet, yeah. but that also just means what's archived on the Internet. So we've done... Um, Someone uh, pretty recently, Chris Straub, who's a webcomic guy, uh, looked at all of the terrible hacking in CBS shows, like NCIS <laughs> oh, and CSI, yeah. <laughs> like they don't understand how hacking works. Uh, the most famous is if two people type on a computer keyboard, it makes uh, anti-hacking run faster. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then uh,
0: or Zoom to enhance is yeah. like the classic uh, like computer forensics thing. Um, that even, makes no
2: sense. so here here's a little behind the scenes TV talk, okay. So a friend of mine was in an episode of law and, uh one of the law and orders. He's playing a like officer. he's in his dress uniform. he's at a computer. He's like a computer science expert or whatever. And so he's doing this stuff. you don't see his hands, you don't see anything. you see him on a computer, you whatever. They added in typing noises because that's background that you, when you think of, I'm working on a computer, everyone thinks of typing, but it's all just using your mouse. He's not, he didn't touch the keyboard. They added (laughs) in sound effects to fill the the space. And I love that because I'm just like, I mean, yeah, but also that's just not how it works not how it works
0: <laughs> uh, but speaking of how things work that's mm-hmm. a horrible transition that makes no sense um, but whatever uh, this week we are traveling to January 4th 1984 terms of endearment ruled the box office Say 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 by Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson topped the charts Choice Jam and NBC aired in the Night Court episode All You Need Is Love Pat you must have seen All You Need Is Love before
2: I hadn't so <sighs> um, my Night Court experience like I don't think I watched it while it was airing in the 80s. I was born in 1980, so I was a child. Yeah. this um, ran for
0: nine seasons, too. Yes. Which always shocks me.
2: It's a good show. Um, but, like, when I was four, I wasn't watching no. Night Court when it debuted. Um, so I watched most of I think, like, A&E reruns in the afternoon. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, and they don't rerun a lot of season one because... Uh, yeah. I mean, even the photo of the cast of Night Court for the episode is, is totally the season different. 2 cast. Or season 3 cast. It's not the season 1 so, cast.
0: I'm looking at Oof. Wikipedia because I want to actually get into... I'm trying to, is there a chart? That's what I
2: want. Okay.
0: Okay, so basically... Because I think it is fascinating how much turnover this show had. So the yeah. judge, Harry Anderson, is on the entire time. Mm-hmm. Seasons 1 through 9. Then we have The Public Defenders, who, episode one, played by Gail Strickland, a character named Sheila Gardner, pilot episode only. Yes. <laughs> so, we saw her entire contribution.
2: She so, had a very, she had one of the best laughs of the whole episode. Oh, yeah, that was a great laugh. And line. then she is
0: done. Done. So, she got in, got out. She uh, went out on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, season one, after the pilot, we have Paula Kelly, mm-hmm. playing Liz Williams. Yeah. Uh, so, then... That's it mm-hmm. <laughs> for Dead. season one. Season one, yeah. Then season two, we had Aaron Foley as Billy Young. Mm-hmm. And then she's gone.
2: Billy Young, uh, more famously known as a, a musician. Oh, really? Uh, a uh, pretty accomplished musician. Yeah. What
0: was she? What was her? Uh, she's just a, I think she's a
2: singer-songwriter that, uh, and has done Broadway, I believe. Um, but I remember being like, "Oh yeah, that's not who you think of." Cause, Weird. Because everyone, you're going to get to her. Yeah. Just thinks about Annie Potts. All
0: right. Marky
2: Post. Marky Post. Marky yes.
0: Post as Christine Sullivan. Yes. Seasons three through nine. Yeah. So this is the character that everyone remembers. Yes. And uh, the eye, I
2: called her Annie Potts, but it's Marky Post.
0: Because uh, yeah. Marky Post, yeah. she was. you were saying she was on The Fall Guy. Yes. At the time. Couldn't and they do wanted, the show. They wanted her. So the,
2: so the story goes um, because we'll also talk about how there's uh, this. You can't do a situational comedy without having two people who are into each other. Yeah. And you watch them try to date, maybe date, will, Not will, they date, will, will they, will they, will So in the first episode, you've got our uh, court clerk and our judge and that's setting up really right away. These are the two characters that are going to be yeah, yeah, in yeah, other. Yeah. Um, and then clearly they don't, do that because she's gone after the first season, <laughs> replaced with uh, uh, Charlie Robinson
0: yes, as Mac
2: Robinson for the rest of the series. Also Night? came in under a, a weird circumstance. What was his? Uh, he was in a show that ran for one season that was people didn't like, was canceled and replaced by Night Court. Oh. And then a year later, he was on Night Court. Yes,
0: I, re- I saw that when I was doing um, yeah. trivia for this. Uh, and then also the female bailiffs mm-hmm. had... A high turnover high because turnover, yes. Selma Diamond played Selma Hacker in seasons one and two, died. Mm-hmm. Florence Hallop came on as Flo Kleiner, season three, died. Mm-hmm. So they decided let's get a younger female bailiff. So that's when they cast Marsha Warfield as Roz Russell, and she was on for four through nine.
2: And that's who you think of when the season four when she joined yeah. the cast. That's the cast you think of. Some people do think about Sheila because. She's just such an iconic character Yeah Of just this like Cigarette in her mouth Like is her part of the opening Yeah Song Like She's pretty iconic But <laughs> obviously like The three characters that are I think are the most like When I think of Night Court Is obviously You think of Judge Harry Yeah uh, You think of Bull And you think of Dan Yeah and those, uh, and, those
0: are three The only three that are on the entire time They're an
2: entire run There's no There's no changeover There uh, I thought for a minute maybe that Bull had left by the end, but he stuck no. around.
0: And it, it took them till season four to get their solid cast in, but yeah. then they still had six seasons yeah. of that consistent cast, consistent cast which yeah. is... Crazy how long this show ran. Yeah. Because uh, I never... I've. This is only my second ever episode of Night Court, which is baffling, because I feel like it is right up my alley. Yeah. As one of the few 80s sitcoms that is a workplace sitcom and not a family sitcom, mm-hmm. so therefore on board. I mean, the, it was this episode was directed by uh, James Burroughs, who's Cheers, yeah, like yes. Mr. Cheers. Mr. Mr. Cheers. You know, Mr. Great. Uh, Mr. Wonderful. Uh, um, <laughs> so I never really watched it, because there was a... There's a weird, like, I realize there's a weird sitcom black hole for me, where if I was too young to watch it as it was new, but if the show was too new that it couldn't be on Nick at Night, you missed I, I missed it. Which yeah. is why, like, Cheers fell through the cracks for me, New Heart fell through the cracks, and Night Court fell through. Because I didn't really get into sitcoms until maybe 92, 93, with, like, your TGIS, probably like 92. Um... And then I didn't get into like adult, like legitimate sitcoms until like the 94, 95 season when Friends came on because I watched Friends from the beginning. So when Night Court was on those reruns on A and E in the nineties, I just didn't pay it any mind. Yeah. You know, I should have. It was also
2: like uh, for me, it was also uh, before uh, the WB, before you know the WB and UPN bought all the local channels and yeah. became their own channels, which are now CW. Yeah. Um. So Channel 5 here, which is Fox in New York, I also got in Connecticut. And so Fox 5 and then uh, Channel 61, which eventually I think became a WB network, aired a Because lo- they were like local. They didn't have original content. Yeah. They had original... They had news. They had actual local news. And they had some local sports. But most of it was just... Movies and reruns, and then they would pick up syndicated shows. Yeah. That's where you watched Hercules. Was On on Channel 11 is how (laughs) I watched Hercules. Uh, So I saw a lot of Night Court in the early 90s, even before A&E. So that's how I got to watch that show. But they don't show the early seasons because it's not what you remember. Yeah. Marky Post is important for that show because that's when the actual romance stuff... Starts.
0: I'm very interested to get. I want to watch my, our one of our mutual friends, John Gutierrez. I mean, yeah. this is his favorite show of all time. So, John, well, a, if you're listening, you're gonna talk about Night Court at some uh, point.
2: I believe that is it. Her name, Billy Young, was the was the artist that the, the person yeah, that, before you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. yeah, she, Aaron Young, Billy Young, or Aaron so, Foley played by Billy Young. Yeah, so she was the first. I think when they were like going to push for because I think season two there is no romantic stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she was the attempt to have some sort of romance. And see I uh, supposedly uh Marky Post was always gonna be the there and it was always gonna be about her. Uh, but then that doesn't quite track for me because the first season, why have the the why have a romance angle at all with the clerk, yeah, who then you replace. Yeah. Um I, and it's, it's strange.
0: I do. I do like. I do want to say, like, I like the cast turnover in that they actually diversified the show. Yes. In their cast turnovers oh, very much so. Which you know, growing up, you know, in Tennessee with Southern conservative family, watching shows in the '90s, there were. There was actually like a little bit of weird segregation in sitcoms. Like either a show was a hundred percent white or a hundred percent black. And yes. Like the fact that News Radio had like one black woman on it. I remember as a kid being like, "Oh, this is so different from Friends and Seinfeld yes. and Full House." Uh, uh,
2: Mac Robinson goes a long way in making that show better. Yeah. Because Mac is one, um, not. Doesn't mind that Harry is a weirdo. Yeah. He likes it. He likes that the judge is fun. And he likes a fun courtroom. And it's so nice because so many of the characters in this episode of season one <laughs> have to be... The, everyone is a straight man Never except to, for yeah. Bull. Yeah, Bull is legitimately... And also uh, uh, the other uh, bailiff... Who just has one line In the whole episode And literally doesn't say anything She just says one thing And it's yeah. very funny yeah. But like yeah. Everyone else has to react To how weird Harry is Because we have to sell the show That Hey look at this young Weird ma- Magic loving judge
0: Yeah <laughs> Let's get into Deep into yeah. The episode But I did want to
2: say we're, Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, We'll get deep in But the point I was making Was that uh, Mac Robinson Likes everything that's happening Which is good And then also He's a Vietnam vet
1: huh. And having
2: a black man Vietnam vet with a wife that I wanna say his wife is Asian in the show. Oh. Um, don't quote me on that. That might be another sitcom that I'm mixing it up with. But his his family life is very important. To him with like he has like a lot going for yeah. him. And also he's like he'll call people out on bullshit, but he's more than happy to just be there and be happy. And, Which is a good
0: scene partner to have. Yeah. It's like in an improv show, you want that kind he's of the, energy. He's
2: the sidekick in a show that needed a sidekick. Yeah.
0: So yeah, this week on the show, uh, we were talking about the Nightcred episode, All You Need Is Love. It is the first episode of season one. It was written by Reinhold Wiege and directed by James Burrows. Here's how iTunes describes the episode. A young and unusual judge arrives in Manhattan's night court and begins deciding cases in a most unusual manner, much to the horror of his court clerk and all else in the courtroom. Pat, how accurate is that description? Pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty accurate. It uses unusual twice. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, that's the thing. This is the pilot episode, right? <laughs> yep. We gotta sell the show, right? It is a workplace sitcom that takes place at night in Night Court which they spend no time talking about why really it expl- makes it different.
0: Yeah like they don't even really explain what Night Court is. And they
2: need to be- well the main problem is they can't even though there is a prostitute in this episode yeah. they can't just go drug dealers and prostitutes also need to be arraigned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is that the thing is like for a situational comedy, it is an interesting workplace Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it allows you for like they don't like even though this is their the case they look on is the attempted murder. Everyone knows it's not really attempted murder. Um, it allows them to do things that aren't as heavy as like L.A. Law. Yeah, you know, or other even Boston Public had some real shit. Yeah, it's more Ally McBeal than yeah. L.A. Law
0: and I I've seen two episodes cuz for work I did a I have a column called that gay episode where I look at classic sitcom pre 1997 sitcom episodes that deal with gay characters and there is a season 2 episode of Night Court where it is um it's two people come in and it is a guy beat up another guy with a plastic dog bone because his show dog or his mutt uh had sex with the other guy's show dog, show poodle, and now the show poodle only wants to fuck that other dog. So the owner of the show poodle. That's be... really
2: convoluted. Yeah, unnecessary. So it's
0: it's such a it's so but like that's such that's the I think that that's a silly. That's like a yeah. silly problem. Yes, a very silly problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. and I think the setup of this show I think is probably conducive towards sillier problems. And, and and it makes
2: sense why you would have why you would decide that everyone is the straight man except for some of those minor, minor, minor characters, and then the judge being a weirdo.
0: Yeah, there's a there was a in this episode uh, we the gallery. There's the people that I guess are just in there watching the mm-hmm. night court. Yeah, which is a thing you can do.
2: Yes, you can and just I go to court. don't
0: know why. I feel like I should do that at some point. It's like it's, a real New York thing. Yeah,
2: um, it's a it's a weird thing where obviously it's because it's a judge. There's a jur- the jury box is filled with. People waiting for their arraignment. Yeah. Uh, They have a fun little bit of business with a guy that Harry knows. They don't explain why. Uh, They're just trying to build up that he's young and experienced and and unorthodox. Because he is, and that's kind of the main thrust of it. Yeah. What's really weird about it is the character Dan, played the John Lorquette, who is, in this cast, the most uh, accomplished comedic performer. And it's so strange to watch him, like be so stuffy in a character that becomes yeah uh more unlikable but lecherous
0: I I equate him only just I think just through pop culture osmosis I yeah. equate him a lot with Bill McNeil okay does he get into like that kind of so he pompous lecherous blowhardy a little bit blowhardy like, so like I mean
2: they, they tried with John Lorquette show. they tried to, to spin off uh, to him as a leading man. Right. And in the show, he... In this pilot episode, he's just stuffy he by doesn't... the books. His first lines are about the judge but they're talking about who's the new judge. I hope,
1: he... I hope he's got a background in criminal law.
2: I hope he plays chess. And I don't yeah. know the character Dan Feeling to ever play chess. He
0: comes in smoking a pipe, yes. too. Uh, he also... When I'm thinking about this episode... No one really does anything except for Harry, the judge. He, has, has, a, went, like, he has a
2: very fun. Uh, John Lorquette has a very funny line where he comes in and he just goes, I'm, Something about his shirt. His shirt got ripped. And yeah.
0: He, he, I
2: loved my shirt. <laughs> he's just reacting and he's like playing the straight man, which he does later in the shows. So he certainly is a bit of a voice of reason. He's always frustrated by Harry's choices, but he is... They they didn't give him anything to do, and I don't think they wanted to give anyone anything to do in this episode, because they were like... Because really, there's only two characters that are established as the character. They will be beyond this episode. Right. Judge Harry is Judge Harry. Yeah. Bull is uh, more (laughs) menacing than Bull is. Yeah. because a lot of the laughs are the fact that Bull is such a gentle giant. He's he, so tall. His voice it changes. He, he the the vocal uh, energy of that character changes throughout the show. He yeah. becomes dumber, way dumber. He he he. This is a character in this first episode. I need you to understand, people <laughs> listening. Bull seems like <laughs> if uh uh if uh, what's the what's the lurch, lurch if lurch yeah. spoke yeah. That's what he's doing in the first episode. Which may have been his choice. It may have been the notes. I don't know what it was. But instead he becomes like a guy that must have got dropped on his head. Right. And that he becomes like really stupid but lovable. (laughs) And like you want good things for Bull. You want Bull to like get married and be with someone and like... Succeed.
0: Live your life. Succeed
2: and live your life and like move up and move to day court if you want or whatever. But like... In this episode, you're just like, this is a legit frightening character.
0: Yeah. So, like, this episode is, as we discussed, it's like the setting up of what the series is going to be. And basically, our newcomer entry into the world of the Night Court is Judge Harry T. Stone. Uh, He comes in under... Like everyone's like frantically like, where's the judge? Looking for the judge. She's supposed to be here. He's a new judge. He comes in like they think he's just delivering a box of junk for the new judge. He's,
2: yeah, he's, he's just real casual. Yeah. He's a young man. He's a young he's cool a young, judge. Maybe I don't know how old he is, man.
0: He yeah, he is one of those. He's like that. He's like Dana Carvey. He's like this nebulous. He could either be twenty or forty.
2: The show ran nine seasons, and he's the same age in all of them. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, his hair, he. He loses because the show runs from the 80s into the 90s. He loses his early 80s hair. Yeah, uh, he stops putting product in it. and It's less poofy.
0: Does he go through a mullet phase? I feel like he, he has to go through like a big hair. I don't phase, think he's right? no because the thing
2: is his hair is big in that and yeah. is it later? Okay,
0: I mostly knew uh, Harry Anderson who yes. plays him from Dave's World. Okay, yes. Because again, yes. since my sitcom Awakening was in the like early mid 90s, I was a big Dave's World watcher. Love me some. And I always still get Dave Barry and Harry Anderson mixed up. Like for a long time, I thought they were the same person. Oh,
2: you thought that the that he just got himself the lead role yeah. in a sitcom based on his life? Yeah, which I just not that uh, far fetched. Um, no, not necessarily. But
0: this this follows his like Harry Anderson at this point was mostly known for being Harry the Hat on Cheers, who yeah. was like the con guy, and he's kind of like this like it's basically like if Harry the Hat became a judge and therefore had like the moral backbone of a judge because Harry that's a con artist yeah. but it's because Harry Anderson is a close-up magician like also by trade yes they just make him do he is a comedian
2: magician yeah and the weird thing is that in the very first pilot episode. You don't often see this in sitcoms. Most of the time, you can throw away the first season and it doesn't matter, right? right. Um, th- there's two things that happen in this episode that are important. One is it's the only time they explain how he became a
0: judge, right? Which they give two overlapping explanations. Yes. Uh, one being that before their before he arrives, is it uh, Lana and Dan? I think are yes. talking and yeah. they're like, "How is he getting here?" They're like, "Well, apparently, like the mayor was on his way out." And-
2: I don't know. Our ex-mayor just filled all the vacancies in the court on his last day in office. Nobody knows who was appointed or where they were assigned.
0: Trivia. Uh, it's also, it's the 80s, so that may be possible. Uh, tr- trivia, yeah. that happened. Did it. This is based on a true story.
2: I wonder if that's how you got... Yeah, like... This
0: is a... An L, apparently, in L.A., there was an, a judge who lost re-election, and on his last day as... Or a, a mayor. And on his last day as mayor, he... Uh, spitefully filled all of the positions with people that were not qualified.
2: <laughs> that is a lot of spite. So that yeah. is
0: an early... that was going to bring that up at the trivia section, but yeah. obviously I have to mention it now. Yes. So that's one so, justification. So that's,
2: that, that justification, and then later is they were calling on to people on a Sunday, which also fits into the, like, my last day kind right, of thing yeah. a little bit. Like, yeah. hey, this is the end of my thing. And he was on the bottom of the list, but he was available because it's the 80s, so people aren't <laughs> calling people's cell phones.
0: Yeah, it's like the, who was home and he yeah. was home and that's why he got it. Yeah. So it's an overlapping of events.
2: And probably neither are 100% true and I'm sure there's another yeah. episode where they really he get it. He makes a
0: good point of like, because he says this as a thing because everyone is so frantic about him being in there and they're kind of really panicked about it yeah. and he kind of gives that example that this is why I'm a judge. It's kind of like a weird like, like a, kind of like an ain't I a stinker or like you're stuck with me like kind of thing but at the end when he's one on one with Lana. Lana he says like but you know I was still on the list yeah like I w- I'm still on the bottom of the list but... but i was still on it I was qualified enough to be on it so yeah. uh, I know what I'm doing and like trust me which I thought was like a cool it's a cool end. Cool it's a cool it. like
2: a little bit of a almost a dramatic yeah. uh, moment in the show the other thing is uh, that character loves Barry Manilow, uh and Mel- no sorry Mel Torme Mel Torme, yeah. Mel Torme he loves Mel Torme and that is a recurring oh, really? reference throughout the whole show. Mel Tormor, Mel Tormé eventually does the show oh, because man. of years and years of Kim, but it's like the first episode it's just like a weird thing. It's like great. a weird almost throwaway, but it it legitimately is part of his character. Yeah. He's a magician, close-up magic magician, judge who loves Mel Tormé, <laughs> and then Mel Tormé is on the show.
0: That's so great
2: Eventually
0: uh, I want to talk about The theme song in the opening oh. Because uh, Ba-da-da. Ba-da-da. It's so It is very very good I wrote down like It's a, it's the SNL opening Yeah Like the opening part of it Is yeah. very much like The exact way that SNL openings uh, have all And also months. For this
2: episode in particular But most episodes All you're getting of New York Is that opening yeah. You're getting the subway. It's very like '80s. You're getting
0: street street people. Smoking,
2: like, uh, on the... Oh, I mean, okay. So in in the dramatic moment of this episode, where the because we're looking at one case, which is unusual, uh, there's this like moment where this woman is like, "I, I love him," and I, I didn't. I'm not. I wouldn't try to kill him. Yeah. In the background, in the front row of the gallery, is the most cartoonish hobo.
0: Yeah.
2: He's got a half cigar he's like he looks he doesn't have makeup he should have rosy cheeks yeah it's just like a a it's just a hobo and it's like and that's where they that's where the new york comes in is all of the like weird yeah there's like there's a there's a pimp yeah the polyester man who's like you haven't listened to her at all like that's just a black man in a like blue polyester, polyester suit. suit, like, and sitting next
0: to him is like a punk guy, yeah, with like Jubilee style black eight, like big sunglasses and uh, like a red leather jacket.
2: I, th- I I have to imagine that the casting, uh, for this that got to do all the background had a lot of fun with it. Oh,
0: yeah, that's that's the thing I was, I was trying to get into earlier is like the gallery. Ha- is it's own character Yeah. like there's a very Parks and Rec is what I always go to where like they make Pawnee feel like it is a character in the show because you know how the people act you know oh, yeah. like how weird and like s- they're very specific kind of weird and just in this one episode the gallery gets so into this one case like it was a soap opera to where they're like you know shouting at them like they were on a movie screen <laughs> Yeah. And then, and then he goes no more outbursts and then someone raises his hand and he's wearing like
2: it, like, clearly, like, bro, just, he, like, yeah, he robed. That he, like, like, he just got out of the hospital or like, something. He's like, yes, the
0: man, yes ro- the man in the back in the bathrobe. <laughs> or oohs and aahs, okay?
2: Yeah. And it's like, that's a good line. There are a couple very good lines in it. Um, it's this It's this very weird thing where it, it doesn't feel like any of these characters, the main characters, or Dan Fielding might feel like, a guy who moved to New York, but none of them feel like New Yorkers. Um, yeah. Which is what I think, which where Mac feels like a New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, when he comes in, he feel like, uh, and then um, our later um, uh, bailiffs feel more like New Yorkers. Yeah. Uh, and I think that helps a lot um, to just kind of. Build the world of the yeah, show. there's more. just a
0: lot of. I noticed like there was a, just a lot of blonde ladies in this episode. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sheila and Lana. Sheila, who's only in this one episode, and Lana look very similar. They're just like up, kind of like moderately uptight looking blonde '80s ladies. Yeah, uh, Sheila more uptight. Like she's wearing the like business power suit that goes all the way up, like buttoned all the mm-hmm. way up, like kind of thing.
2: Well, because they have to separate those two characters. Yeah, uh, because uh, Lana in the last scene. Is like clutching her blouse in a way that's like very like what's going on? Yeah. Like oh, you want us to think that she's getting into him? Okay. Yeah, having sure. a very emotional. This moment. is the show. Okay.
0: So the the case that they try is is a husband and wife. The husband was stepping out on her with a prostitute.
2: She catches she him. She catches a prostitute. him.
0: Yeah. She then like fires a gun at them. Doesn't hit them. Misses yeah. by a mile. They say. But they are still trying her for attempted murder. Yeah. Um, and so that's why everyone gets super into it as like a soap opera.
2: Because it's like an older couple. It's an older white couple that like clearly still has feelings for each other. But it is, this is a messy thing. And then yeah. obviously a crime was committed. So it's what's going to happen with this. <laughs> like, uh, and then also it is a very strange thing for that to be the case that he's very unorthodox with. Yeah, which, his, is like, which is like an attempted murder case. Yeah,
0: his whole thing is... Okay, now we're going to go recess. Uh, we will now take a short recess. During that time, I order the defendant, Mrs. Kerr, and her husband, Mr. Kerr, and the attorneys involved to go to a nearby restaurant, sit down, have a cup of coffee, relax, try to work out this little thing. And then that's when uh, we cut we cut back from commercial or whatever. And after people at moments, Dan and Sheila come back after you know. Supervising it's so it.
2: weird to hear you say Sheila because that character doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> like that character should not exist in the show. Yeah, she's there. As soon as she's gone, the uh, the uh, the attorney that is you know like acting not 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 the prosecutor but the defense attorney, the state court appointed attorney. Yeah, is the love interest. As soon as she's gone. Her role becomes a love interest character. And we're, two,
0: we're still two people away from getting Marky Post. Yes. Which is also crazy because they kept turning him over. Uh, uh, but,
2: like, that's a, such a strange thing. But, yeah, they come back. there For some reason, their clothes are all ripped up. But then, the husband and wife are fine. Yeah. So, they just were, like, ripping the other... So, I'm now,
0: I'm now picturing they're at the restaurant. And the two of them are getting heated. So, the two attorneys get in between them, yeah. maybe. And so, in between, like, trying to keep them apart... Their clothes are getting ripped yeah. cartoonishly.
2: Cartoonishly. Because like, Dan Fielding still has his tie and his jacket, like, but his like shirt got ripped. They so, pulled the shirt off from yeah. underneath. Well, then he so. had to put the jacket back on. It. None of it. It's. It, so a thing I do want to <laughs> bring up um, that isn't necessarily true about later seasons is in this episode, sight gags are incredibly funny and yeah. are so much of this episode are just like, reaction shots whatever there's bull standing underneath the lights yeah there's, which
0: looks like he's has like weird like glowy antler thing there's
2: magic tricks there's uh, uh, a gag with cards like there's a lot of visual jokes yeah. in it and there's a lot of sight gags which is kind of unusual for so a like, sitcom like that
0: i'm pretty sure i think in my research i feel like i think i'm pretty sure reinhold wiege the writer of this episode the guy that created night court came from barney miller
2: okay Okay.
0: Um, which you can very much see kind of like how uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, the frustrations of that show, beget Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Ronald D. Moore was like, I just want them to run out of food or fight more or, dear God, let me do anything, Battlestar Galactica. So stressful. You could see how Barney Miller, which is, like, one location, a lot more gritty, you know, a lot more, like, issues... Yeah. Dramatic. How Reinhold Weege is like, I just want to do close-up magic. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to get silly. What
2: if more characters were happy?
0: Yeah. And so you can see how, like, Nightcore is birthed from possibly frustrations from being on Barney Miller.
2: Yeah. Totally possible. (laughs) And it's it's an interesting thing of, like, uh, uh, Harold Stone, Judge Harold Stone. uh, Yeah. It's just like wearing jeans and it's like young and like, they're just,
0: Sweatshirt, they're doing jeans. everything
2: they can to make you think like, this is, this is why you should watch episode two. Yeah. Uh, they're trying, they're like here, Hey, we realized how fucking funny bull is. So yeah. <laughs> here's bull. Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's do that. Okay. There's a bunch of stuff they don't know yet. They don't know how to do this or they don't know. Like, can we make prostitutes funny? Well, we did okay in this episode. Oh, yeah. She
0: had a good. Um, uh, wait, did I write down what she said? Like. Heads, I just find you. Tails, you go to jail. Wait! Heads again. Ooh. It's your lucky day. Could be yours <laughs> too.
2: There was a heads or tails and, like, yeah. hey, should we flip to see what's so up later? There was a,
0: I want to talk about that heads or tails thing because he starts, like, de- determining judges. Deter- First thing he comes back is, like, Heads, I'm going to remain a judge. Tails, I leave right now. Heads, I'm a judge. And then he keeps flipping a coin for things. And finally he sits down like, okay, now we're going to actually try the case. And immediately in the line that was pretty great. All right, then let's flip the coin again. Let's decide the Kerr case.
1: The defense wants heads, your honor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone is like laughing. (laughs) Like... It is so funny in a to me in a sitcom where sitcoms fail is when they put a laugh track in, yeah. But the other characters don't laugh, and everyone knows that this was either embarrassing or hilarious. She's like, "What did I just say?" Yeah, uh, and it's this like pretty risque joke for 1984. Yeah. to be like. And then, like, yeah, the peanut gallery with the hobo in the background is just like, <laughs> oh. Like, everyone's just like, we know what you were trying to say, but, like, yeah, <laughs> that's a real, it's her, it's her only thing in the episode other than just being, like, flustered.
0: Yeah, and that's a really, and that's a really good joke. It's a shame. I don't know. I haven't seen more episodes, so maybe it's not a shame that she doesn't stick around. Yeah, I do wonder why she wasn't brought back. You know, it's always fascinating to me when pilots lose an epi- lose a character. Like well, Golden I think Girls. a lot of
2: times it's it's feedback, and they're like, in my opinion, anyway. Sometimes you're like, oh, we need something in this show to yeah. fill it out.
0: There's, um, it's also interesting that, because there was a significant, um, cold open, like it lasted a little bit, it was a pretty yeah. sig- significant yes. scene before the, so, pilot episode, and in that cold open, there, you're not even sure who the main characters are gonna be, because the first, I think the first character you see is a, uh, painter, painter and who Lana. is- who is looking out the window of the judges the new judge's office because he's watching a couple fuck across has, the street. He has more jokes. And he has a lot of good jokes, and he's a good actor. He leaves, and then eventually we see like a deliver like a delivery guy. Oh
2: no, I'm so glad you brought him up because I want to talk about how they introduce the main character of a different sitcom that doesn't exist. Yeah, that. so when you think delivery person, in this modern context. And it's it's the the racial feelings I feel. there, This is going to be somebody that of uh that is not white. Yeah, you don't think of an Italian American, like uh, a
0: leather jacket, leather
2: jacket, Jack- long hair, but with a bald spot when he leaves. <laughs> yeah. white dude delivering a random package, yes. even as a messenger going from office to office. Who the fuck is this character? He's got a
0: lot going on. He
2: is in my mind. That is somebody who like. Auditioned for the show and didn't get it. Yeah, and so they're like, "We got a, th- a thing for you."
0: Yeah, and so like when you, what
2: is that character? Why is the character in that episode? It's so
0: weird that that car, that painter guy and this delivery boy guy, yeah. are in that one scene more defined and funnier characters than Lana, <laughs> Sheila, Sheila, Lana, Dan, Dan, Dan uh, even Selma to a degree. Dan,
2: who is in every,
0: every episode. episode. And so when the opening credits started, I was... Because before I was like, I don't know if these... These guys might be yeah. main characters in the pilot. They weren't. They never show up again. No. But they were way more interesting.
2: They, they are given stuff to do, which is, which is why I think, like... Um, it, it's, it's a very strange thing. Like, one of the reasons why I, I assume that Sheila is not there anymore is because when they get rid of Lana and bring in Mac, they need a love interest that woman is in the love interest. Yeah. Cuz that woman I think goes on to like
0: the second cuz Sheila was yeah. only in the pilot. Yes. So then Sheila is going yes. to
2: get the other, the other like that the character that's not that's not the role that's not the actress for that. And you you assume when whenever they were going to bring uh our our main characters together, like the new characters, or whatever. It's just this weird thing where they had to shuffle everything around.
0: A lot of shuffling.
2: But like, it's it's weird because, like I said, I don't remember anything from the first season. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very strange to watch these characters. Some of these characters not be the characters that I know. Like Dan is not the character that I know.
0: He doesn't really do that much.
2: And it doesn't do much at all, which is also very strange because, as I said, other than than uh, Harry, he is the most accomplished person in like yeah. As an actor, like
0: John Larroquette has a new show coming out this fall, like with Bobby Moynihan and one of the kids from it. Oh, is is he on that show? Yeah, I didn't know
2: he was in Bobby's show. He's the
0: old okay. Like this is a tangential thing, but he's the older version of Bobby Moynihan, and John Larroquette is a solid foot taller than Bobby Moynihan. Like. Bobby is... Wait, he's like Bobby Moynihan in the future? Yeah, because it's called, like, Me, Myself, and I or yes. something. Yeah, 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 And so I think it's, like, Bobby Moynihan as a lo- younger kid, which is played by, I think, the hypochondriac from It, the new okay. It. Okay, okay. Um, I'm just recognizing him from the posters. I'm pretty sure that's him. And his older version is John Larroquette. And, like, I can kind of see where, like, Bobby Moynihan would grow into John Larroquette, like, face-wise, maybe. But, like, John Larroquette, they're gonna have to do some Apple Box or explain... Because Bobby is... 5'8"? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Bobby's like, not a tall man
0: He's I mean he's not much Taller than me yeah. Like I think he's Probably like 5'8 Maybe
2: Yeah 5'9 <laughs> On a good day Yeah so, John Larket is make... like
0: John Larket's like 6'3", 6'3 See I
2: didn't even know Like all the The only ads I've seen For that show Have just been Bobby as an inventor, Dad Oh uh, Like bringing his Kid to school and he, And there's a joke Where he's like you live in a garage. He goes, it's a two-car garage. And I'm like, that's pretty funny. Is it a
0: multi-cam show?
2: Uh, I think so. Oh, I see and there's a I... sh- there's a shot of him driving uh, a minivan with his with his daughter. And uh, there's a, it's a bad joke, but it's like it, it tells you what the show is. <laughs> where she's like, can I ask you something? He goes, anything. Except lady stuff. Because oh, I'm not ready. Uh, uh, and I I'm like, see, I yeah. I see Bobby. With Bobby seen, being like, Bobby yeah. That. Bobby used I don't like know. Him. We're, we're uh, friends uh, with Bobby. Whatever. Big yeah. deal. Uh, <laughs> John Larkin is... Incredible and is great. Dan Fielding is a great character. Eventually, of like this, like because he's a prosecutor, he wants results. He's yeah. the assist, assistant district attorney. Like uh, he he wants to to move up. He has ambitions. He's the only character in the show with ambition. Um, so and but he's also like gets to be kind of lecherous and like you know, like, there's there's always this thing where he'll say something, like, really, like, oh, we're gonna do this and blah, 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 and then, like, two ladies will go, hi, Dan, and he'll be like, hi, ladies, and they're, like, <laughs> clearly prostitutes, like, yeah, and it's your thing where you're like, okay, like, that's the character that he, he's always, like, there's a lot of, like, him noticing cleavage in later seasons. <laughs> where he's just like... It's such a tall man that him looking down... Yeah. Like...
0: This is a very tall show, too. Yes. I mean... Like, Bull being so tall actually makes Harry and Dan seem average height. Yes. But I'm pretty sure, like, Harry Anderson is also very tall.
2: I mean, it's... it's Yeah. It, it's balanced well because everyone is fucking tall. I think Sheila's tall, too. Like, I don't think... I yeah, think, I I think they just cast a lot of tall people. Yeah, I would Which also well. makes... Um, the uh, the anytime any of the women uh, bailiffs on the show in the history of the show were all very small, which makes which makes them way funnier.
0: There was a really the the funny line that Selma gets in this episode is like, I had a husband just like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had to shoot him too. (laughs) (laughs) This is pretty great. It's
2: good. She has that line, so she has two lines, she has that line, and then. When they're holding the husband and wife back, and he like calls her like something or, like insult. He has some weird thing where he insults like the because I guess DNA strains were a big cultural touchstone. He <laughs> says like your your whole family's like got bad DNA and they're and they look like slinkies. Oh yeah, uh, which was like oh, Hansa clever. Yeah, uh, and then she's like she can't think of an insult, and then like she like she gets one from the the what's her name. Uh, uh, Sheila
0: or, or no, no Stella. Ste- Selma. Selma 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 gives her like, Scuzzball yeah. Scuzzball
2: and it's like a funny joke
0: yeah so she's good yeah and I lo- I do love her in the opening credits with the cigarette hanging from her mouth yes it's pretty great uh, so let's move on to the uh, trivia with some facts about this episode alright
1: planning for your next trip
0: uh pretty light on facts actually because season one of night court was not one of the top 30 most watched programs of that season so i don't know how many people watched it but i know okay. that it was not in the top 30 i uh, could see
2: that i could see night court not necessarily telling you why you should watch it
0: and it was also a mid-season replacement so yeah. i think season one is only like 10 like, episodes 10 epi- yeah it's yeah. very short uh debuted in January. So it was like a it was a filler. which is why they
2: couldn't get certain people. Right. like uh, because the show it replaced the show that uh, Charlie Robinson was on was the first half of that season. Right. yeah. So like, then they get him, which is just such a weird <laughs> thing. That's such a strange thing.
0: So the top five shows of the eighty three eighty four TV season were. Number five, Simon and Simon. Okay. For the A Team. Yes. Three Dynasty. Of course. Two sixty minutes. Really? Yep. And one oh that was my. <laughs> and so one Dallas.
2: Okay. So that is a uh, sixty minutes being so high on that list tells you where we were at as a culture as far as 60 news minutes
0: goes. Stays high.
2: We just didn't have CNN wasn't a yeah. thing yet.
0: Uh also, like that top five is very much like yeah, no wonder Night Court wasn't one of the most watched shows, yeah. because that's a very much, we want to spend an hour with some over dramatic characters. There's,
2: yeah, like, uh, sitcoms didn't rule the school, and sitcoms always had their place, Yeah, but in the 80s, you think of some of the bigger ones, but they're not, they're not, which is also how you can have a show exist for so long, because there isn't, but CTV isn't a thing yet. Right, yeah. You don't need, you're not, your actors aren't making a million dollars an episode. Yeah, so
0: they just get by. You... Just which just would, would be
2: better for all these shows that weren't Seinfeld and Friends, like Just Shoot Me would have had another eight seasons in yeah. the eighties. Yeah, and, and but uh, also, also Just Shoot Me ran for a very long time. You just don't know because they kept moving no it around. No one you know, uh, that's no, it's on no one's list of their right. favorite shows unless you're like a big Brian Posehn fan. Then you're like, oh, of just course, Just, just Shoot Me. I love Just, just Shoot people Me.
0: Have a tan? I mean, he's now yeah. he did Modern Family after Just Shoot Me. Um and but like that
2: show is not like remembered.
0: Right. And also like Drew Carey show ran for like Drew 230 Carey 230 show 130 something episodes.
2: That show must have been cheap to make because no, they
0: they screwed themselves because mm. ABC it was I think it was like at the hi, at the height of its popularity in like season 5 or so abc like made a deal for like five more years
2: oh wow and then
0: immediately after that it tanked in the ratings and so abc just got stuck with having to make like three more seasons of drew Carey's show which is why uh they burned off all the final episodes like in the summer like they just were just Um, trying to
2: get through it so the boss on that show isn't british that's that's he's an american
0: like Craig Ferguson Or
2: No 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 There's another guy in the, oh, okay. there's, there's like There's another Not Craig No 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 There's uh like, No he's Scottish Yeah so. <laughs> I know He's Scottish No there's a There's like There's a couple of Things in that show That are just like Very Well it's also like The weird Who line is Connections in the show Where they like They let them do A lot of weird stuff In that show Yeah, Dr- I guess because They were stuck with it
0: Yeah Well also like uh, I mean To sidetrack Into Drew Carey's show Which I hope That I can do At some point If I can ever Track it down Because you cannot Find it literally Anywhere yeah. Not even on DVD um, I loved, like, the first, like, three or four years of Drew Carey show, I remember, I, it was one of my favorite shows as a kid, because it was weird. Mm-hmm. And they did weird jokes, they took a lot of weird, they did a lot of weird serialized storytelling, but also did a lot of weird fourth wall breaking, with, like, the April Fool's episodes. Lots like, of,
2: was, there was a lot of, like,
0: Who's Line episodes s- Yeah, like, so,
2: write in, uh, and we'll choose things episodes. Yeah. There was a, there were a lot of break the characters, there was, there was the episode, yeah, there was, the episode where they broke out into Who's Line, so they like made certain characters from Who's Line like reoccurring characters for the episode yeah. so they could have them in it. Yeah, uh, And then you have, like, what's the name of the guy that was also in Office Space? Uh, uh, the actor who's in the show. Uh, like
0: Diedrich Bader? D- yeah, Diedrich. Diedrich Bader. Who is
2: not a Who's Line dude. Right. Who is clearly so nervous. Yeah. Like, you can tell, which is so weird for a show that's a sitcom, you can tell that he's like, Oh, no. Yeah, I have I to do booze stuff. <laughs> I'm not, I am a trained actor.
0: And he's so funny. And he's so
2: funny, but like he's so nervous, which he, is such a funny part of that show.
0: To link back to the Fraser episode, he was yeah. in the Fraser episode I did with Winston Noel, I think episode 10 of this podcast. Uh, Diedrich Bader is in a guest spot on that role, and it's before Drew Carey, like right before Drew Carey. And me and Winston were like, oh, I think he was just cast because he was a. Like, I, he was a handsome actor type. Before yeah. he before he got on Drew Carey, he was handsome actor type, so he played, I think, like, Roz's date in that episode. He okay. doesn't do yeah. anything. He's just, yeah. like, the face that's there. And then he gets Drew Carey's show, and then he's, like, um, he's Jethro in the Beverly Hillbillies movie. He was most recently on Veep. He's the voice of Batman yeah. in a lot he's, of things. he's a weird,
2: he's in Office Space, he's, like, the weird, like, neighbor.
0: Oh, yeah, the neighbor guy, right, uh, yeah. Good guy. Uh...
2: Um, yeah. Uh oh, you know what it was? It, I wasn't thinking uh you were right. I wasn't thinking about Craig Ferguson not being Scottish in Drew Carey. I was thinking about the butler in the nanny, uh, the nanny isn't American. British. Yeah. Which yes. blew my mind when I learned that pretty recently. Yeah. And I was like, what <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, because he's so
0: British. He's like from Ohio. Oh, I had a I'll I had a crush on him as a kid. Hello. of course you did. Brett? Of course <laughs> did. Obvious. He's because a- also
2: his romantic relationship on that show was with a very much a lesbian character oh, that they yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't oh. let be a lesbian.
0: Yeah, oh they should have both been. When she <laughs> was
2: when she was so into the the du- the lead dude, yeah. it was like, no, you're not Cece? Yeah, yeah. Cece. She yeah. was I mean that was a that was a coded lesbian character. Yeah,
0: I want to do that show at some point just so I can get into my weird Niles, uh, whatever. I'm, uh. There's a lot about that show that's like very strange. And then he went on
2: to briefly have a backdoor pilot. Have you done backdoor pilot stuff? Uh, not show? yet. Uh, so there's an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch where they oh. follow Sabrina's cousin who's made appearances. She's like a bad girl in the other world, uh, in the magic world. Yeah. So she goes to a, a school on Earth for... Uh, people from the magic world who were teens like a boarding school Whoa. type place and he is the like the dean teen. of it like the of like the school and they like and the whole she's Sabrina's in the beginning of the episode, and it's a backdoor pilot. So it's this thing of, like, what if this was a show? I would love that. And it didn't go anywhere, but it would would have been awesome, because there was also, like, there was a guy that was, like, hypnotizing girls to, like, make out with them, and, like, (laughs) because he was using magic, like, to just, like, get girls, uh, and then, like, because they had to keep it a secret that it was a magic school, uh, magic reform school, Uh, and, and it's, like, the first, it basically follows her as the new character, and also, like, there's someone who doesn't do magic, like a, a woman is going to be a teacher there, and she doesn't know magic, and so it's like following the two of them.
0: That sounds so much better. And it would have been cool. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, but they didn't make it. That's one of my favorite backdoor pilots that didn't go anywhere. That and when... Um, uh, uh, on um, Shoot, 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 shoot. Who's the boss? Oh, they have one? There's a backdoor pilot that I think actually ran for a season where uh, Sam goes to New York... Uh, to a dance academy with uh, Leah Remini, who is going to be the lead in the show about young girls like going to ballet school, oh, okay. and she plays like a tough, hard girl. Of course, that's what that's what Leah Remini's uh, like. And I think that actually they actually may have filmed episodes of that, but it's totally it's like bare, like like you know, Sam's not going to be in it,
0: right? Uh, for listeners that don't know what a backdoor pilot is, which I feel like you got it from context clues, it's when a series, basically there's an episode where instead of making a new pilot, they just take another show, like, just do the pilot as an episode of this show. Uh, my example that I always go to is, I think the season two or three season finale of Golden Girls is called Empty Nest. Yep. And it is a backdoor pilot for Empty Nest, which happened and ran for like eight mm-hmm. years, except it starred totally different people it yeah. started uh, Paul Dooley and um, Rita Moreno it's like a backdoor
2: premise yeah more than a and
0: it is just so if you're if you're doing like a Golden Girls binge watch you'll, you will happen across an episode that has literally not, I think Dorothy is in it a little bit and that's yeah. it and you, it's boring and you're like why is this a thing it's like because that's them testing out Empty Nest
2: because sometimes they'll take a character and spin them off obviously Frasier right. is, is a big example of that uh, the most successful spinoff is NCIS is a spinoff of JAG. Oh, right. So there's a whole, like, JAG is obviously like, you know, whatever. There's a whole episode with NCIS, and it's a backdoor pilot. And then uh, for that show, because the first two seasons of NCIS aren't even in HD. Uh, because that's how old that show <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah,
0: it's been on for way too
2: long. Uh, that it also has its own spinoff. off
0: um, the Thursday night lineup on NBC, cause I want, cause Night Court was a Thursday night NBC show, which has a pedigree. Like that's yeah. a big deal. It's a pre-must-see TV, must-see show, mm-hmm. which is what this podcast is named after. Yeah, so, yeah. um, the Thursday night lineup when Night Court debuted was Give Me a Break, Okay, Family Ties, okay. Cheers, Night Court, and Hill Street Blues. Okay. So like... That's a pretty solid lineup. I mean, you've still got Family Ties. Family Ties is bringing in your viewers. That's, yeah. That's che- a... And also, this is probably season two or three of Cheers. So, cheers is, not, three. cheers is not... Cheers is not... It's getting it's up getting
2: there. It's getting up there. It's now... I mean, uh, Frazier is, a, is now a
0: reoccurring? In three, yes. Okay. I do think Frasier debuts in three is recurring. to me,
2: to me, the show, Cheers is Cheers when... When you have Woody and you have Frazier, is Fra- my poster. Yes, when <laughs> Frazier has more lines than the nerdy bald guy that is always right. Right about Paul. Yeah, yeah, When yeah, yeah. when when Frazier becomes more of a character than Paul, because for a while they're around the same area era. That is when the show, right, really to me takes off.
0: I love that. This is the unspoken thing: is like we haven't done Cheers yet. This is episode I think twenty two. Cheers is one of my favorite shows of all time. We haven't done it yet. I kind of like that. I kind of like seeing like how long can I go on this podcast? How long
2: until you're like without like, doing Cheers? Because I don't think you listed as an option. But people on the curtain, uh, right. you gave me some episodes of things we I, could watch.
0: It's because uh, to, so. I'm going to keep uh, hyping this. We're getting we're entering into the holiday gauntlet. Oh, Okay. Into uh, all of October and November, and December are going to be holiday episodes of sitcoms, which is all Halloween, all Thanksgiving, all Christmas. And I, so spoiler alert, we're probably going to do Cheers at that point. And I'm trying not to repeat a show yet.
2: Yeah, oh no. I mean, there's so much you can delve into. So
0: I'm trying to, so we might do a Halloween Cheers, but I really want to do Thanksgiving Orphans, the Thanksgiving Cheers episode. So that is a a sneak peek. So 74 users rated this episode a 7.4 out of 10. That's weird. What would you, would you think, would you rate it higher than that, lower than that? Do you I think, think it's better than you that? You know, I
2: think 7.4, I, the fact that so many people rated it is what was weird to me, not the rating. I think it's good. I think, um, it sets up the show as a, so here's the thing about pilots, right? F- pilots and then to ascent also first seasons, you have to kind of forgive. Yeah. Um, because no one, footing. no one's getting anything right. Like,
0: and it's very rare, which is why I celebrate like friends and cheers. Perfect first seasons. They yep. knew what that show was. They hit the ground running, and it is their all-time best series episodes in those first seasons. Seinfeld season one. Ew, well, no, it.
2: I mean they, a bunch of the characters aren't the characters yet. Yeah, yeah, they're all Larry David the first yeah. season. Uh, Elaine
0: isn't in the pilot. Like, yeah, so yeah, no. Like, and I, then on like Golden Girl season one, fantastic. Golden but then Girl's again, really you're cool. those are like three of those ladies' second or third sitcom, so yeah. they are already. Seasoned comedy legends and know what they're doing. The first
2: season of Designing Women, everyone knows what their role is, yeah. which is really interesting. They get broader and get to do more, but like everybody knows what they're doing on that show right. when they get there, uh, which is why, like, yeah, like shows like the first season of Parks and Rec is skippable. Yeah, it is yeah. not great. It yeah. is they get a season two because. There's like a hint of Ron Swanson in there, yeah. but it's mostly just like, well, we're going to do a polar another season. Yeah, we'll
0: figure it out. And then they figure it out. They do
2: figure it out. And it's great. But like that first season, I'm like, what are half these characters doing on this show?
0: It's it's making an optimistic show cynical when they realize don't fight the optimism and just go hard at it. And it does such a hard turn. Um, when, they, when
2: they make Annie decide that she like she likes what's right. happening.
0: That's like the most arbitrary switch is like they came back for season two and Ann and Leslie are best friends. Yeah. And I remember at the time being like, that makes no sense. We didn't see it happen. And you know what? You don't see it happen. But it is a choice that makes seem arbitrary. But it makes it sense. It makes
2: the whole show better. And it makes though. the
0: whole show better. And just like go with it. Just yeah. Just go with it. Because even,
2: even like, you know, I mean you'll get into it I'm sure someday. But even Ron Swanson. Still wants good things to happen for right. people that he cares about. He's just a weird. He just goes about. It. He's just a libertarian. He's got his. his he's
0: his just. Rules.
2: A, he's just. He's got rules <laughs> and, and he he's got a weird. Far. choices and he wants things to go his way. But he also like wants people to be happy. Yeah, which
0: is you know, and he cares why, a lot, which is why we watch these shows. because we want to be happy.
2: Uh, uh, this show, I think, seven point four is is. Yeah, I think as a pilot goes, it sets up the world you're in. Right. Yeah. And you get you. I want to see more of Harry.
0: I would go seven point five. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> no, no, yeah. No. a little bit no. more, just a little give bit more. Yeah. Uh, who? I mean, who had the must see performance in this episode? I feel like there's. I mean, the show is it, the pilot is just Harry. Yeah, it's all Harry. There's like, kind of no competition. I think Bull is
2: setting up an interesting minor character, but you know that he is not. He is not the major player no. he is comic relief he is cut to's. he will get an episode where he falls in love uh, in season 5 or 6 which I believe is true it's, oh. there's there's, they're gonna give him his episode but he's not getting his episode in season 1
0: no and he's not really I mean Harry is the only character in the season in the episode, in this episode that we watched that has stuff to do like actually yeah. has like has a high comedic hurdle that he clears like a jump that he clears uh I mean, also the pilot, whether it lives or dies, is also on his shoulders. I I was expecting more of an ensemble pilot because the show is an ensemble it show. Is
2: that show, that show, uh, this pilot banks the success on. Do you like this character? This because one. we're going to give you other characters that you can like, but he's the judge, and it we didn't call it like Judge Stone, but we coulda.
0: Yeah, it this very much could have been like Judge Harry or yeah. like something. Yeah. Or Harry parenthesis, he's court. a judge. Harry's, Harry's court, court like, Harry's court.
2: But like they call it night court cuz they but they're they're banking on you liking him and yeah. I think you I think he succeeds. I think I think I don't care about a bunch of the other minor characters yet. Um like I don't care that they don't like that he's so unorthodox. Yeah. But I'm like
0: okay, I'm on board. I'll oh, yeah.
2: come back. I like this guy. This guy cares a lot. He's because n- that's the thing that's really interesting about uh, Harry Stone. He's in this pilot. Yes, he's a magician. Yes, he's young. Yes, he's goofy. Yes, he's using a double-sided coin, but he wants that marriage to do yeah. well. He he's has not... a whole
0: speech about like I just want to talk. We're talking. This is what you yeah. get inside people's heads. It's very like heartfelt speech.
2: Like you get a sense that this guy wants to be a judge to to not punish people, to but to like help people. Yeah. Like, so I like him. Yeah, it's... And I, I want to see more of it, you yeah.
0: know? you uh, you must other people see this episode? No. No. <laughs> uh, we, just no told, yeah, we, we just
2: told you more about the plot than they do in, in later seasons. They never, never acknowledge that he, you know, how he got to be a judge. They just accept it and move on. Right. Uh, you want Marky Post. You want... Uh, 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 Charlie or uh, Charles Robinson, Char- Charlie Robinson, you want uh, more characters that you will remember so you in the show. You
0: want to watch a season four through nine episodes? yes. From what I understand, it also gets a lot more aggressively cartoonish and surreal. Yeah, which... I mean,
2: it, it, I don't know if surreal is the right term for it, but it does get more outlandish. The yeah. cases get weirder because they've ru- they start running out of normal cases. There are episodes where they don't deal with cases at all, yeah. Uh, there's a lot. I mean the courtroom. There's there's like a kitchen area, a kitchen like a cafe, ah. cafeteria style area where you see a lot of stuff later in the show because they're tired of the courtroom. They're tired of the, the hallway. The they're tired office. of the judges' That's uh, chambers. Uh, I would find the episode that Milton Torme shows up in because I I remember really liking it, and I think that would be way better. <laughs> or the episode where Bull falls in love. It's a tiny tiny blonde girl. Aww. Uh, and I I think she's I think she's like a quiet. Uh, bailiff who then like gets like real loud and mean when she needs to and he like falls in love with her like that might just be headcanon in my head uh, because I also might be confusing That's a great pilot your respect uh, script you just wrote <laughs> I might be confusing her with um, uh, Latka's uh, uh, wife oh, Carol Kane Carol Kane right who is so great who is so great I might be confusing those things but I do know that Bull does fall in love in the show but she would
0: have to yeah I uh, I guess yeah, that's it, I guess. Yeah, we, yeah. we've covered Night Court, uh, and we found it innocent. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, we, not, uh, gu- yeah.
2: it's not guilty. Yes, uh, case dismissed. <laughs> case dismissed. <laughs> uh, it's a fun show with a great song, uh, and it never gets more New York than the theme and the, the, yeah. uh, the credits, which is kind of a bummer because New York is not a character in the show,
0: I I do like the gallery seems to be a character which I'm yeah. fine with getting my like New York vibes from the hodgepodge collection of weirdos watching yeah. everything happen, uh, and I am excited to do a season four through nine episode at some point. I'm gonna aim for I'm gonna do one of those the next time we get to yeah. night court. Uh, you wanna you wanna see. Uh, Harry and Marky Post-like. Right, and I want to yeah. see what this show actually is, because I've yeah. only ever seen a season one episode and a season two episode, so okay. I still haven't even seen... I've seen uh, the Robinson, I've seen the replacement to yes. Court Clerk, so I know him. Like he's I said, great.
2: that show gets I better because he's there.
0: Uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want to like check out your stuff or talk so, to you about nightcore? Uh, I'm on Twitter,
2: twitter.com slash patbear. I'm on all social media as patbear except for Instagram, it's patbear, I-T-S, patbear, Pat because I... Didn't think Instagram was going to be a thing. Uh, I run uh, Twitch streams twice a week on Thursday and Saturday. You can find that information on my Twitter account. But if you like uh, model kit building and Lego building, I do that instead of playing video games. Because everybody does that. So I do model kits. Um, and yeah, uh, I do stuff in New York. My YouTube channel has lots of videos, including one that Brett was in. Uh, that it actually... Just got a rebound in popularity. Oh, which one? Uh, our appearance at uh, Gamer X East. Right, where I talked about Elton John's I'm Still Standing" a music yes. video. <laughs> uh, that uh, the, A photo from that uh, where uh, Austin and I are interrogating Danielle. Yeah. Uh, is like, as they're promoting this Gamer X, that uh, uh, is making yeah. the rounds as like a promotional photo. And so the people are like, what's this from? And then I've been linking it to the YouTube and it bumped up a little it's
0: bit. It's fun. It's always a fun watch. It's a fun show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming out and talking about Night Court during the day. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks to my guest, Pat Baer, for dropping by and talking about Night Court with me this week. Next week on the show, I will be discussing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode, A Night at the Opera. Guest starring who? I don't know. (laughs) A Night at the Opera is in season three is episode nine of season three, and you can watch that Fresh Prince episode on Amazon or iTunes, or depending on the timing of syndication, maybe MTV or TBS or any of the like dozens of channels that rerun Fresh Prince. Until then, please send your questions about sitcoms to musthaveseenTV at gmail.com. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at, at tv If you like what you've heard, please, please rate and review Must Have Seen TV in iTunes. If you do, I will read it on the air if it's good and not negative and hateful. I don't have time for hate in my life. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at @brettwhite. You can read the words that I write at decider.com, including a piece about night car, night courts. <laughs> gay episode in season two you can also check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com slash user slash brett light the theme song is patricia's moving picture by the go team and thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast thanks to all of y'all for listening and i'll see y'all next week on must have seen tv